Well, today is my State of the Church address, and that's just a little taste of all that God has done this past year. And that doesn't encapsulate all of it, does it? But that gives us just a little picture of all that God has done in 2023. And that's what my State of the Church address is always about, is praises from this past year. Things that that you've been a part of and seeing lives changed, but also vision uh, for the next year, what does God want to do in our hearts in 2024? And so with that said, I want to start Ephesians chapter 3. We're here to give God glory today. Isn't that right, church? Uh, we're here to give Him glory today. This is not about uh, glorifying any person or, or even any one church, per se. Uh, man, we want to give God the glory for all the things that He's done this past year. Ephesians 3, to Him who is able to do far more abundantly all that we ask or think according to the power that's at work within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. So to God be the glory for all that has happened this past year. But also, as your pastor, I love bragging on living hope on God's people. Because ultimately the church goes as its people go. Uh, as God's people pray and give and serve and invite others to know Christ and to be a part of the church... That that's how the church grows. Yes, it's the spirit of God who saves people, but he uses you in that process. And so it is such a joy. Crystal and I talk about this often. It is such a joy and a privilege to be a part of what God is doing here at Living Hope. And and we consider it such an honor uh, to be your your pastor and your friend. And, uh, and so thank you for giving, serving, just like the Apostle Paul. This is my heart for living hope. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all uh, in view of your participation in the gospel. You've participated in this. This is not just about Pastor Derek and the staff. No, no, no. This is about God's people, all that you have done this past year. And so uh, thank you for serving for giving, for praying, for inviting. Thank you for your investment in God's kingdom, in his people, and in his ministry here in this city. Okay? Uh, our purpose as a church, uh, Matthew 22. Jesus gave it to us, didn't he? Uh, love God, love people. That's the very purpose of our existence. Matthew 22, Jesus said the greatest command is love God with all that you are and all you have. And the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. Our mission, now what do we say our mission is, church? And listen, you can cheat this morning, you can look right on the screen, and you can just say it right back to me. What's our mission? Give hope and make disciples. Give hope and make disciples. Matthew 28, the Great Commission, Jesus gives us our mission. He says, go and make disciples. And so the way we say it here is give hope, make disciples. We love giving hope in our community being radically generous and servant-minded and gospel-focused right here in our city, meeting needs for uh, for others to have hope, but also so that Jesus will be made known. So we love to give hope, but our ultimate goal is not just to uh, give out humanitarian aid or even just to draw a crowd to church on Sunday. Ultimately, God's desire for each one of us is that we would be fully devoted followers of him, disciples. And so that's our ultimate goal, isn't it, church? 
Uh, that's why we pursue him. That's why we do church. That's why we worship, why we pray, why we do ministry. And so each one of us would grow more and more in the Lord Jesus and more and more folks in this city and around the world would come to know him. That's why we do what we do. So we give hope, make disciples. So with that said, I want to take those four lanes, if you will, of our purpose and our mission. Love God, love people, give hope and make disciples and just speak to what God has done this year in each one of those areas, if you will. Uh, first of all, man, we're excited to share that, that we have grown, uh, about 33% this year in worship. 750 to 1,000. Those are round numbers, but those are true numbers. In fact, they might be a little conservative on the growth. Now, we've had multiple Sundays over 1,000 now, but man, to God be the glory for that. So we've seen incredible growth there. Also, I really believe that is in, uh, very much in part because we've launched a new prayer ministry. On Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., I invite you to join us. We've got a new prayer team that has started this past year, and we meet right here at this platform, starting with prayer with our prayer team and our staff and our worship folks, and we just ask God to come and meet us in a special way here. And then our prayer team goes upstairs to room 310 and prays for just about that whole first service. They move up to that room and have kind of a family group of prayer on Sunday mornings. And so uh, Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of what, church? Come on now. A house of what? House of prayer. And we've seen God honor that. And so uh, to God be the glory. And I thank God for our prayer team as well. So, uh, so much God has done in the area of, of worship and of prayer. Uh, loving people. Uh, you've been a part of this. Uh, and a lot of this has to do with the recent disaster relief assistance that we've been able to give. The ministry we've been doing now for the past, well, three weeks or so now. And uh, we, we love to jump in when there's a major need in our city and just be Jesus, man, and just, and just be generous and, and loving and gracious. So $60,000 has been given to tornado relief. 2500 of that was paid to Mount Olive Baptist Church. We paid their deductible just to bless them and help them. Another sister church in the city. $2,500 went to uh, the Linville family. It's a family at our Dunbar Cave campus. Uh, it's the only church family that we assessed and found out that their home was destroyed. Uh, we gave some other small help to multiple other families in our church. But uh, we were able to come alongside and to meet that deductible for the Linville family. We've given out $5,000 in $100 gift cards to people. So just going out throughout our city... But also as people came to our Tylertown Relief Center up at our Exit 1 Tylertown campus, we were able to give out those gift cards and just uh, immediately meet needs. $5,000 was given to Yaypax. They, they're an incredible partner here in town. They've been the go-to partner during this uh, disaster relief time, just giving out all kinds of supplies and meeting all kinds of needs. So you were a part of that. We gave away personally also at our Tylertown campus uh, thousands of baby items, cleaning supplies, tarps for roofs, uh, non-perishable food items. I mean, you name it. Fed uh, over a thousand hot meals in the first five days after the tornado. And uh, we had over a hundred volunteers over a two-week period who either served at our Tylertown Relief Center or who physically got out in the community and, and helped to clean up. So, man, give God praise for that. Isn't that awesome, man? Man, thank you for what, what you've done in this. City's in need, and we're stepping into that because of you, because of your giving, your serving, your willingness to, to give hope 
in this city. Uh, with that said, giving hope, right? First lane, if you will, of our mission goes right alongside a lot of it with uh, loving people. Uh, excited to share with you this past year, we've grown our general fund giving, our basic operational giving of the church. Your tithes has grown from 1.5 million to 1.9 million. So we give God praise for that. Say thank you to God's people. Uh, even before the tornado hit, we had already given out you. If you're giving here and you're involved, you've already given out thousands of dollars to, to families in need in our city through benevolence ministry. So paying light bills and, and water bills and, and helping with rent assistance and gas and groceries and, and every one of those folks that we help financially, we ask them to come into our office, fill out some paperwork, but that, that's to get a conversation started. So we get to share Christ with every one of these folks and pray with them and uh, come alongside and just say, man, do you know Christ? So it's very much gospel rooted. Want to make sure you're tracking that our our gym here, gymnatorium, if you will, this worship space, has become a go-to spot for our high schools and middle schools to host banquets. So, uh, by the way, church, is this building ours? Y'all need a minute to think about that one, didn't you? Is this our building? No, it's God's building. It's, this is God's. This is on loan to us. We're all stewards here. It's not, it's not the pastor's building or the staff's. This is God's building. And if we're going to put millions of dollars into a new facility across the road, we want to invest in facilities and, and campuses and parks and grounds and these things that our city knows that they are welcome to come and use. And so that's why we do what we do. Uh, this, this past year, just, just to name a few, let's see if I can remember all this off the top of my head. Kirkwood football had their, their end of the year banquet here. Rossview football, high school football team had their end of the year banquet here. Rossview volleyball had their end of the year banquet here. Clarksville high school volleyball had their end of the year banquet here. Clarksville high school football's having their end of the year banquet in January, come up, coming up in just a few weeks here in our building. Richview basketball had their, uh, their end of the year banquet here last March, February, March time, and we'll most likely do that again this spring. So you're getting to be a part of that. We're bringing folks into this building. We're loving on them. We're serving them and letting them know living hopes here to minister to you in any way possible. And I can't tell you how many doors that opens relationally with people in our city when we do that. So when you give to living hope and, and you're invested and involved here, you're a part of that. And uh, also, we hosted two mobile pantries here. You saw some uh, video footage of one of those in the uh, promo video there. But thousands of groceries to hundreds of families. And we get to pray with every one of them, share Christ with every one of them. The most, most excited piece to that, exciting piece to that for this past year is, for the first time in all the years we've been hosting mobile pantries... We baptized someone that came to us through a mobile pantry. And, and uh, the, the young man now is involved in our men's ministry starting to come. And so, man, give God praise for that. Come on, that's what it's all about. Right there. Life change. I'm most encouraged to know that folks we help in this city, some of you in this room, we may have helped with benevolence help in the past. I'm just encouraged to know that folks that we help, Feel welcome to come back here. Come on, let's get real now. How many of you grew up in a church or you've been around a church where folks that you helped did not feel welcome coming up in that place after you helped them? They were there to receive some humanitarian aid. They had a need and, and we helped. By the way, do we all have needs at times? Come on, church. Yeah. 
Hello. Do we all have needs at times? Let me lean into that a minute. Yes. So we identify. It's not some kind of pat on the back. We identify. It's like, man, we all have needs, man. And I am so glad that we're starting to have folks who come in who we love on and we welcome them in. Say, look, man, no shame here. We've all had seasons of life where we struggle. Come in. This is the, the hospital for the hurting, man. This is the house of the broken from the platform to the seat. So, man, so glad that, that uh, folks feel welcome to uh, come here. Giving hope. That's what we do. Speaking of giving hope, we love to do missions here. Not just here, but also around the world. Want to make sure you're tracking all the investments that you're making in missions by giving to this ministry. Uh, we have 10 mission partners that we support financially. That's on top of our Baptist mission causes that we give to. So you got 10 mission partners directly that we're giving to. Three of those are international. Mission Voice Network in Southeast Asia, Chosen Children's Ministries. You saw a picture of our team that went to Nicaragua this past summer. By the way, got another mission trip going out to Nicaragua this coming summer. And, uh, man, we're going to share Christ, do VBS, feed folks, possibly build uh, a house or, or, or some things also for folks that are in need. So a lot of opportunity there. But uh, we love partnering with Chosen Children's Ministries. We support them financially and with teams. And then Ethnos 360, incredible ministry that uh, that takes the gospel to unreached peoples in remote areas. A lot of that through aviation, where they fly missionaries into these places that uh, you can't get to unless you're in a helicopter or, or a little plane. And so, uh, man, it's just incredible ministry that we support. Seven local ministries. Talked about Yapax, talked about Mana Cafe. Hope Pregnancy Center is another one we love to support. You're going to hear a lot about them this year. And uh, FCA, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, they are able to get on school campuses and work with athletic teams in ways that ministries are not allowed, like uh, church ministry folks are sometimes not allowed. So uh, we love investing in that because the gospel's getting right to not just athletes, but they also focus on students as a whole. Uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship does good news clubs, if you've heard of those, uh, at in our local schools. And Baptist Campus Ministries at Austin P. College Ministry. We've got multiple college students in our own church that are involved in that, so we give financially to uh, BCM. And uh, seventh partner, City Church Network, one of our own resident missionaries here at our church, is involved in City Church Network, taking the gospel here and around the world. So uh, excited to give to those. And then we also give literally tens of thousands of dollars to our Baptist mission causes as well. International Mission Board, North American Mission Board, our six seminaries. We have six Southern Baptist seminaries where we train and uh, our, uh, our young people, but people of any age who surrender to a call to ministry. We train them up, help them get prepared for ministry, and we send them out. And so uh, we love supporting missions and education here and around the world as well. But with that said, the next two slides are, are some of those things that I'm just most excited about when I think about all that God has done this past year. This past year, we saw, we baptized one more last Sunday. Pastor Justin's middle daughter, Miss Ellie, we baptized her last Sunday. And uh, you saw 112 in the video. It's now 113 baptisms for the year. Come on and give it up for God on that. Come on, church. That's what it's all about. Life change. Baptism is demonstrated discipleship. God commands us all to come for baptism once we're saved. It is telling the world I'm a child of God, and we're commanded to do that. 113 folks this year, this calendar year, since January 1 to uh, to today, 
have, have come to faith and come to baptism. And uh, that's more than we've ever seen in, in any one year. So, man, we praise God for that. We officially launched Dunbar Cave to the community. Uh, last year, the, the, in 22, they, we had seed families that were having church there and doing some training and preparation to launch to the community. At Easter of, of 23, we officially promoted and launched to the community and uh, we're ready to start receiving folks there. And uh, we've seen God do an incredible work. We started 12 new family groups. That's our small group Bible studies here at Living Hope. If you're not involved in one, let me encourage you to get involved. That's where your faith becomes your family. And uh, 12 new family groups. Our student ministry has grown exponentially across all three campuses. 50%, just to give one example, in our huddles, which is a Sunday morning Bible study gathering for for youth, for teenagers. Our college ministry has grown as well. And our men's and women's ministries have grown tremendously. I'm involved in our men's group most Wednesday nights. And I can speak to that, that we outgrew the admin house across the street. Had to come over to the Mission Cafe here. And we've had multiple nights where we were busting at the seams in the Mission Cafe. So uh, just exciting to see what God is doing. A couple of updates here on our campuses on Dunbar Cave and Tylertown. Dunbar Cave has grown from 63 to 85 in worship on average this past year and has baptized 13 people. That's huge. For those of you that know the back, the back story of us taking over Dunbar Cave, that it was a standalone church and they hadn't baptized anybody in five years before we took them over. This year we saw 13 folks baptized, uh, come to faith and come for baptism. At Dunbar Cave. Our Tylertown Church has grown from 213 to 270. That's from this time last year to now. They PCS'd out. They've got a lot of young military folks that live up off exit one and in the north part of Clarksville. PCS'd out a bunch of folks and just grew it right back and even beyond where they were. So, man, we're excited to see that. 32 baptisms at Tylertown. Come on, give God praise. Come on, church. Isn't that exciting? <clears throat> I want to give you just a real quick synopsis of the budget for 24 for Living Hope Faithful. This is something I'm sure you'll be interested in. I love articulating it this way because this shows the four lanes of our purpose and mission. Love God, love people, give hope, make disciples. If you want more specificity, we'll be glad to give that to you. We've got a ministry plan booklet that's available today that has all this stuff in it to include the budget and has a little more specificity in the budget. If you'd like to know how much is in staffing and ministry and maintenance and all those traditional breakdowns, we've got all that. But I love sharing it like this so it helps us understand when we make investments, even in staffing or buildings or maintenance or these things that we do alongside of missions first and ministry first, when we make investments in those areas, those are intentional investments in one of the four lanes of our purpose or our mission. And so with that said, you can see we really try to break this down pretty evenly as to where, how are we invested in accomplishing the mission that God has put before us to give hope and make disciples and to do that with a heart, with a heart of love for God and for people. And so uh, you see those details. The big so what on the budget this year, here it is, that we've grown in general fund giving 25%. We cut the budget 1.88%. So it's $40,000 less budget this year than what we had last year. Why did we do that? Well, is anybody tracking we're trying to build something across the road? Y'all with me? Come on, guys. Are are y'all awake in this service, man? It's Vision Sunday, man. Come on. Are y'all tracking that we're, we're, 
trying to build a park and new building and all that across the street. God's put that in our heart, and we've affirmed that unanimously, so we're ready to move forward uh, once we raise the money that we need. So with that said, we're going to tighten our belt a little bit. You're probably doing that at home right now too, aren't you? Got to tighten the belt a little bit and say we can do ministry uh, even better and continue to do it effectively by trimming a few things. And so it's about 40 grand that we actually cut out of the budget for this year. So um, that, you know, we want to be good stewards and uh, we want to do the most that we can with the resources that God has given us. Okay. All right. 24 vision. What is the vision for this coming year? What What's the vision, Pastor Derek, that God's put in your heart? Well, well, here's here's the statement. It's really summarized by that first statement you see there. More in 2024. That's what God's put in my heart for us. More in 24. Now, you hear that and you think, oh, okay, here we go, right? More, more money, more buildings, more things, more, you know, more numbers. And no, 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 listen to me. God will take care of the provision. What God's put in my heart for us is for 24, God wants to do more in your life and in mine personally than he ever has before. But that's up to us. Do I want more of him in 24? More of his presence, more of his power in my life, more of his peace, more of his wisdom, more of his word, more of prayer. Not just because I'm checking the boxes or trying to perform for God. No, the gospel is not about our performance. It's about what Jesus did for us on the cross. Isn't that good news today? But it is about gratitude and worship and joy in my heart. Say, man, I just, I I want more of God. Is that really true of your heart today? Do you want more of Him in your life? Now, we're going to talk about this next week, Lord willing. I'm going to preach on Matthew 13. It comes, God put it in my heart right from that passage. Matthew 13, Jesus said to everyone who does not have, even what he does have will be taken away from him. That's a sobering verse. To he who does not have, even what little he does have, it'll be taken away from him. But to he who has, more will be given and he'll have an abundance. He's talking about faith there. He goes on to talk about the conditions of the heart, the soils, the parable of the soils. We're going to lean into that, Lord willing, next Sunday. Faith is the key to more of God in your life. Faith. Surrendering all that I am and all that I have to Jesus. And pursuing Him with all of my heart. More of Him in 24. Do we want more of God. It starts next Sunday, starts today, but especially next Sunday as we start our 21-day season of prayer and of fasting. And so I challenge you now, what are you fasting from? Fasting means abstaining from food in order to pray and to seek God. Now listen to me, if you skip meals and you don't pray, you're just dumb. Can I get an amen on that? That's just dumb. If you're not going to pray, you might as well eat. 
What's the point of fasting, all kidding aside? The point of fasting is not just that we abstain from food. No, no, it's more about pursuing God, removing distractions. When we skip those meals, it's, it's a reminder. Our body, even as hunger comes, reminds us. We remind ourselves, God is my sustenance. He is the one I need. I need your presence, peace, power, and provision, and wisdom in my life. And so what's fasting going to look like for you? Is it your lunch hour multiple days a week that you set aside time to get alone and to pray? Is it a 24-hour period or multiple 24-hour periods where you set aside food and, and spend time in prayer? Maybe it's distractions in your life. Maybe it's going on a social media fast for 21 days. Maybe it's cutting the TV off or the internet off at home. I mean, at work, maybe you probably got to use it, but you get, you get home at night. A lot of us like to sit and watch TV and just kind of check out. Well, maybe God wants to do something new and fresh in your life. What does it look like? So what is prayer and fasting going to look like for you starting next Sunday? More of him in 24. Let's launch the year right. Let's start the year right with our heart and our mind and our total attention and devotion all set on Jesus. With that said, what does it look like? Prayer. We already talked about that. Not only do we have our 21-day season of prayer and of fasting, but this year we've added first Sundays. Remember that. First Sundays. The first Sunday of every month, other than June and July, we'll, we'll take it off in the summertime. But the rest of the year, the other 10 months of the year, first Sunday night at 5 p.m., we're inviting all, all of our folks from all of our campuses to come here. And we're going to have a, a night of prayer and of worship, legit prayer and worship. You need healing, we're going to anoint you with oil and pray for healing, man. And we're going to pray, we're going to pray healing down in your life in Jesus' name. Man, you, you, your marriage is struggling. Man, we're going to pray with you, right? We're going to pray with you. You've you got uh, specific things in your life, chains and addictions or things you're struggling with, but we're going to pray for breakthrough. And man, there is power in corporate prayer. You just need wisdom for a decision, big decision before you and your family. Come, we're going to pray together on those first Sunday nights. Say, God, give wisdom to my brother and my sister. Give us wisdom in this. You know, I mean, whatever it is, whatever the need is, maybe you just want to come, just get more of him. I just want to get closer to God. Prayer's where it's at. And so you make plans to join us Sunday evenings, 5 p.m. The first one will be next Sunday night, first Sunday of the month, first Sunday of the year. We're going to start 5 p.m. We're going to worship and we're going to pray. We're going to dig in. So you make plans to join us. Read your Bible. Uh, we're building a devotional wall. Be ready very soon, but right out in our kids' check-in area, a whole wall of just devotional resources on top of the daily devotionals we already provide. So Bible reading plans, devotionals, books that either we have read or are reading, myself or as a staff, and we invite you into those. You know, all that stuff. Dig in more of God, more of Him. So read your Bible. Recurring giving. We're going to talk a lot about recurring giving, especially in this coming series. Recurring giving is, so many of our folks, so many of you give online. So here's my challenge. Take a step of committed obedience to the Lord and set up recurring giving. 
Just a real practical thing. Set up recurring giving. The first 10% tithe is what we're commanded to give back to God in worship through the local church we're a part of. And whether you're at Living Hope or you move away, I would tell you the same thing, whatever church you're at. Tithe, give. And watch what God does in your heart and in your life through that. It's incredible. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's a matter of the heart. It's not so much a matter of meeting needs in the church, although there are needs. It's about our heart before God. That which we love, we invest in. It's so recurring giving. Every week, every two weeks, whenever you get paid, set it up where immediately that, in obedience to the Lord, that tithe comes out. Some of you say, well, man, we've never given at all, man. 10%, man, that's a lot. Well, just get started somewhere. There's grace in this. Aren't you glad there's grace with the Lord Jesus Christ? Just get started where you're at. With that said, we're also uh, starting a financial class on Wednesday night for six weeks on Wednesday night, January 24th. Starting a financial class here at Sango, inviting folks from all three campuses that want to come to come. Did you know the Bible has a lot to say about how to save money, how to invest money, how to pay off debt, all that stuff? So we want to help you with that, too. What does God's Word say about this? Because... Uh, our finances, that's a big part of our life. So join us January 24th for six weeks. Good six-week pick-me-up. Name of the study is, I once was broke, now I'm not. Who wants some of that? Come on now. Isn't that a good name for a study? I once was broke, now I'm not. What's the idea? God has principles in his word for how to best use the resources he's given us. And it starts with giving. So, so make plans, especially young couples in the room who... Who, who needs some fresh direction in, in budgeting and what debt to take on and not take on and pay off and investments and saving and all that stuff. Listen, you join us. But recurring giving, I challenge you. You're going to hear that a lot over the next month. I challenge you to set up recurring giving. Give consistently and obediently to the Lord. And just get started. Wherever you're at, just get started and watch God bless your life. And lastly, invest and invite. That, that's constant here at Living Hope, isn't it? Invest in our neighbors, our co-workers, family members, classmates, teammates, friends. Man, invest in folks' lives. Build relationships and then invite folks to come and be a part of what God's doing here. Statistically, it's still, as it's always been, folks interviewed today, surveyed today, non-churched folks who were surveyed today, over 80% say, I would go, I would attend a church if somebody I know and trust would invite me to go to that church with them. I would, I would attend. And you never know what God might do, even with just one time of coming and hearing that gospel. And so, invest and invite. 24, all in vision. Where are we at in our all in campaign? The all in vision, we're all in for, do you remember the four C's? Living Hope Faithful. What are we all in for? We're all in for, Christ, number one, we're all in for Clarksville, number two, we're all in for children, number three, we talk about long-term vision, and we're all in for the church. We ought to be more invested and involved in God's church today than we ever have been. So with that said, all in for children. We're looking for a new children's minister here at Sango. So continue to pray with us on that. I appreciate Miss Sandy, uh, who is serving as our interim children's minister right now. We've also got a good team of moms and a couple of grandmoms who are leaning in and doing an incredible job back there leading things out. I, I'm, I'm grateful for our team. And so, uh, But pray with us on that. Looking for a new full-time children's minister here to make a big investment in leadership in kids' ministry. 
Uh, we're also launching a learning center here. Uh, we're all in for kids and families in Clarksville. It's a huge need. So just a reminder, we're launching a learning center here. Just had the fire inspection, the health inspection over the past month. And so everything is moving forward. It's a go. And so you'll be hearing about launch date on that very, very soon. Okay? All in for Clarksville. The big need now after the tornado is housing assistance. So our goal, what God's put in our heart is, is to help 30 specific families. Just like, uh, you know, the family that Pastor Kevin's been talking about today and, and in the service, a family of six that we're helping right now. Uh, we, we just want to help families one at a time, and our goal is to help at least 30 families this year with first month's rent or, uh, you know, a deposit down on an apartment or a bed or a piece of furniture or something that they may need in the process, okay? And so um, you'll, you'll hear a lot more about that in the weeks and months Ahead. And then lastly, as a church, where are we at on building the new park and the new building across the street? Glad you asked. We're moving on it. Pa- uh, pastors and trustees together, we're board run here, pastor, pastor led, but also board supported. So our board and our pastors together have the authority to move out in those things. And, uh, we're praying, working through all that right now. Just to be honest with you. What are the creative ways for us to get from A to B? Right? Or A to Z? In this case, we got to raise nine million dollars. And so the difference between where we are, and where we want to go is you, me, it's us. OK, we're also praying through other creative ways to get there to help us along the way. So pray for uh, myself, our staff, our trustees. Thank God for smart, godly folks we've got on our trustee body that help us with that. But uh, not we got to raise nine million dollars. So more to follow on that. And uh, the big point is it all starts with the giving of God's people. Thank you for giving generously. And I want to encourage you to continue to give. If you're not giving, get involved with us. Okay? Listen, today, do you want more of God in your life? Do you want more of Jesus? Matthew chapter 2, we learn about the wise men. Right, those famous wise men, we call them the, the three kings. We three kings of Orient are, right? You remember that old Christmas song or Christmas hymn we used to sing? They brought those gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh to Jesus. And in Matthew 2, we see where they come to King Herod, the king of Judea, under Roman rule and control. And they say, where is this king who's been born, you know, king of the Jews? And Herod's threatened by their coming. These three wise men go on to follow that star, the famous Christmas star, to the place where Jesus was. This was after his birth. It was somewhere within the first two years of his life, still in Bethlehem. They find him there. And the Bible says that they fall down and worship before a peasant family and a baby. These are royal officials. And opening their treasures, they give these gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And what we see in that passage is what I call a tale of two kings. When Herod heard there was another king on the scene, he was threatened and troubled by that. Because that meant it would... Possibly take away his influence. His could harm his wealth, his possessions, his glory, his reputation. No, no, he's the only king around this place. 
But yet those three wise men who had traveled, which is probably more than three, this, you know, three gifts is where we get that idea of three, but this caravan most likely of royal officials who have traveled for weeks and months to get to Jesus. No, they came and when they heard about the Christ child, there was great worship and devotion and humility in their heart. What a picture of our daily life, right? Who's going to be king every day? Is it going to be you? Your agenda, your reputation, your influence, your plans, your glory, your pride? Or is it going to be all about King Jesus? His agenda, His word, His plan, His kingdom. Who's king of your life today? It's only those for whom Jesus is king of their life now that will be with him and his people in his kingdom then when he comes again. And children of God, we talk about more in 24. Listen, do you want more of him? Is he really king currently? of your life. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. So glad you could join us. If you've given your heart to Jesus, text hope Jesus, all one word, text hope Jesus to 77411. Hope Jesus 77411. And let me encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. If you hadn't done that already, make sure to hit that subscribe button and share it out. You never know whose life might be changed by simply sharing this message today. So share it out. Okay? And so thank you again for listening in. And we invite you to listen in with us next week.